You're listening to Latin America in Focus. Latinoamérica in Foco. América Latina in Foco. A podcast by America Society, Council of the Americas on politics, economics, and culture in the region. Thanks for listening. I'm Luisa Lemi of ASOA Online, and I spoke with Ricardo Gandur, director of Grupo Estado, one of the largest media companies in Brazil. We talk about Brazil in crisis from the Lava Jato scandal linked to state oil firm Petrobras to the possible impeachment of President Dilma Rousseff over creative accounting. Ricardo Gandur, thank you so much for being here at ASOA. We're really pleased to have you. Oh, I thank you. How... Do we explain the Brazilian crisis to people abroad right now? It's quite a perfect storm because the only certainty we have for this year is that the GDP will fall maybe around 4%. That causes unemployment, that causes disinvestment, and people suffer, especially the lower classes. And this will put pressure on the streets, will put pressure on congresses, and maybe will influence the congressional mood and uh, even maybe the Supreme Court to take deeper actions uh, regarding the situation of the government. We are talking about a possible impeachment of the president or even the questioning uh, on TSE about the recent uh, election. I personally don't believe this will move forward, but the, maybe the impeachment against the president can step uh, forward. Let's see. Can you explain a little bit about this accusation? So we have Lava Jato, but then we have another investigation by the Electoral Court on illegal campaign funds. There is indeed an opposition between the fiscal procedures adopted by Dilma's Uh, first mandate against the elections campaign. That's it. Uh, the fiscal measures, so-called in Brazil, like pedaladas, pedaladas fiscais, the, the fiscal measures that distorted the fiscal results of the last year of the first mandate of Dilma. That's the point under uh, under analysis right now. And the, the elections issue is regarding the use of non-accountable money in uh, to support campaigns. What is the biggest trouble for the president then? I would say that the biggest trouble is the is the most likely right now, and I would say is the impeachment processes based on the fiscal procedures. Now for the Lava Jato We're taking a new turn now, right? This past week, there was a former President Lula's detention. And there are observers now who say this was a political move to harm his chances of next election, that this process is becoming politicized. What do you think about that? Lula is a symbol. The Workers' Party, when they won in 2002, they promised restore the ethics in politics restore, make the structural reforms and establish a real welfare, especially being among the, the poor population. Uh, the facts show they failed 
the, the party failed on two important points of this tripod, the ethics and politics and the structural reforms. Regarding the social conditions of the poorer part of this, the population, I think the two mandates of Lula left an important legacy, but that was not enough as a sustainable view as a, uh, for the, the countering, long-term speaking. The feeling that we have is that this is taking everybody. And we're talking about the private sector and figures in all the main public political parties. Who's going to be left to tell the story? Yeah, this is an amazing point. Amazing point. I read the other day an interesting quote about revolution. When you, when you have a revolution, you sometimes see the end of a cycle before seeing the beginning of the new cycle. Of course, we are, we are not talking about a revolution, but a, a huge changing period. And that's the amazing point. We don't see any leadership, clear leadership, that will be able to, to, to talk to the country and say, look, this is the group of people who are able to, to conduct the country because they are completely out of questioning. And that's amazing. That's a very particular uh, situation. I personally believe the society will have to be able to, to build a, a new agreement, a new deal. And this maybe would be possible with a new elected president calling for a new constitution. That's my point. Wow. I, I personally think it will be unavoidable for a new president, even coming this year as a result of uh, impeachment processes, or even if, it, if the Dilma's mandate stretched until its end, until 2018, when come the regular and scheduled elections. But I'm personally convinced that the new president must have in the agenda a new constitution to, to allow the country to start a new cycle, political and economical. We all know that the current constitution is unfeasible. Why is that? When this constitution was approved in 1988, it addressed many wishes, natural wishes of the society, which was coming out from a military period, a dictatorship, and hungry for social benefits, for health, investment in health, in education. This constitution imposed many fixed investments that the federal budget became very difficult to manage because the government is forced by the constitution to allocate resources here and there. And it's quite impossible 
to be flexible and to adapt the budget to the, to the country's needs. The result of that is what the government procedures, they created many strange things to make the country uh, governable, uh, like the medida provisoria, the provisional measure, which gives to the, to the president the power of sending to the Congress a special measure to be approved, and other ways of doing. But the practical effect that in 1988, when the Constitution was approved, the tax waste over the society was 25%. Today, 25 years later, is 38%. We used to say that every year you work for the government until May. And only in June you start working for your company or for yourself. Because the tax paying is so heavy. Uh, besides other issues. But that's what I believe uh, a new constitution is a must for a new president. How do you see the protests that are happening now being different from June 2013? I think now it's very different. Uh, at that time, there was uh, not a, a strong focus and clear focus to be against. Now, uh, people go to the streets with a, with a clear vision. Most of the groups go to the streets against the Dilma's mandate. Maybe they don't know what they want to substitute her. But they have, they have now a clear, a clear vision. Lava Jato has also an impact on the largest Brazilian multinationals, right? So we're talking about big construction companies. How do you see the private sector in Brazil after this is over? What is going to change? Well, depending on the capital structure these companies have, I personally think for now, uh, Brazil is a huge opportunity, taking, thinking in long term. I see many opportunities of investment. And uh, if I would have this money, I would invest in Brazil now. That's great. Gandur, it was a pleasure to have you here. Thank you so much. And we I hope thank to, you. Thank you all. We hope to have you back to comment what's happening sure. next year. Oh, good. It'll be a pleasure. Thanks for listening. For more, visit as-coa.org.